0: I'm going to challenge some of you, and others will not be challenged at all, to remember the day before digital cameras. Do you remember the day before digital cameras? You actually had to go and have your film developed, and you were really chintzy with your photos, you know, because there were only so many pictures on a roll 24 36 and and uh, sometimes it was cumbersome and then came digital camera and we just click 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 so much so to the point that um, scrapbooking has fallen out of style right because there's just we're overwhelmed with as many pictures that we have tammy has i don't know how many albums you have of scrapbooks from the kids time they were little all the way up now, family albums are awesome. You can go through that, and when you look at the pictures, you can have lots of great emotions. And I love my family, but our family's perfect. And you all said what? No, they are not. Uh, my family's probably like yours. My family's different, right? And that they're special, right? We we can say that. Uh, some of them are near crazy. But they are my relations. Uh, They're my flesh and bone. They are my family. Uh, Even when our girls were little, and I cannot believe our girls are now getting so old. Uh, They're approaching 30s, and I'm just like, I can't be this old. But we told them that one day mom and dad are going to die. I know that sounds morbid to tell your children that, but we said often mom and dad are one day going to leave this earth and Jesus is going to take us to heaven and he's going to leave you guys behind unless he comes and brings us all back. And you guys are family. You guys have to love one another. You don't get an option on it. Isn't that true? You have to love your family. You get to pick your friends, but you don't get to pick your family. And you are going to need each other. Because when we have strong families, man, it's built because of strong relationships. And, and let me give you the definition of a relationship. Heather's going to throw it up on the board. The definition of relationship is this, the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected. That's the key word. That you are connected. In fact, the state of being connected is the state of a relationship. And if you have strong relationships in your family, you're going to have then a strong family. Because those relationships, that connectedness. Um, in fact, have you ever heard this phrase, they're in an estranged relationship? That's, a, that's an oxymoron. Those are two words that actually mean the opposite. Estranged means separated, and relationship means connected. So it means disconnected relationship. That's what estranged relationship means. Now you can pull the thesaurus uh, out and look at what other words would we would use to describe relationship: kinship, link, sibling, union, kindred, bond, affinity, similarity, likeness. Um, All sorts of other words that all come back to this idea of being connected. And the definition then of a family is people who are connected to one another through blood or marriage. And families are strong when their relationships are connected to each other. Your connectedness is strong. Families are powerful you got strong families. You're going to have strong churches. You got strong churches. You're going to have strong communities. You have strong communities. You're going to have a strong nation. And you have a strong nation. You're going to have a strong culture. It's it's pretty amazing. Do you know what the number one enemy of families is? Loss of connectedness, loss of relationship. In fact, the Bible tells us that sin itself is the cause. Of, of brokenness it means a break in the relationship now there was a famous guy back in 1947 and he wrote a book and he paralleled and he looked at civilization civilizations in the past connected to their families and he did this intense study that was called civilization family and civilization and he realized that a civilization will tank if these following things are happening to the family Here they are. Marriage loses its sacredness and is frequently broken by divorce. Traditional meaning of the marriage ceremony is lost. Feminist movements abound. Increased public disrespect for parents and authority in general. Acceleration of juvenile delinquency, promiscuity, and rebellion. Refusal of people with traditional marriages to accept family responsibilities a growing desire for and the acceptance of adultery an increasing interest in and spread of sexual perversions and sex-related crimes. He said, if this is happening to the family, your civilization's tanking. If the opposite is happening to your civilization, your civilization is becoming more kind, more loving, more civilized, if you want to use it that word. That's how powerful your relationships are in your family you have the power to either build up a civilization or tear it down sin breaks connectedness but righteousness builds connectedness isolation breaks connectedness but involvement builds connectedness independence hey i don't need you breaks connectedness interdependence man it it builds connectedness ah maybe this is where we're at today self-centeredness breaks connectedness but being others oriented builds connectedness see relationships are powerful and Jesus knows this in today's passage Jesus is going to talk about his family that's why we're talking about family today Jesus is going to talk about family and he's going to use it to describe the foundation of his, if you want to use that word, connectedness. So you have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 3. We're going to just read a few verses. The text itself is only five verses long. Mark chapter 3, we're going to begin at verse 31. Now remember, last week, what happened? Brothers, sisters... Mom, go to get Jesus and say he's crazy, remember? Either Jesus is a liar, he's a lunatic, or he's the Lord. Those are the only three options we have to decide about who Jesus is. And his family grew up with him and said, he's a a lunatic. He's out of his mind. He's insane because we find that back in verse 21. And then we have that little teaching how what Jesus shared last week. And so we're still in that same context and we pick it up in verse 21 and it says this. And his mother and his brothers came standing outside. They sent to him and called him. Verse 32, and a crowd was sitting around him, which is very typical of the teaching style. And they said to him, your mother and brothers are outside seeking you. And we can, uh, I don't know, we can just stop right there. Oh, I can read verse 33. And he answered them, who are my mother and my brothers? And the very first fill in the blank is Jesus is describing some earthly relationships, right? Jesus had brothers and he had sisters, and he had a mom. Now, dad's out of the picture. We don't know what happened to Joseph, but he's gone. Um. But what, would you slow the show the next slide, Heather? And just to, so we understand, because there there are some people out there that think that that. Mary never had any other children, but here it says in Matthew, and where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And, not, and are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And are not his, all his sisters with us? Jesus had half brothers and sisters. Uh, now, they're not going to believe in Jesus until afterwards. In, in fact, you can throw the next slide up there, Heather. In Acts, it says this. They're waiting... It's the day of Pentecost. All these were, were in one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and marrying the mother of Jesus. And what? Jesus' brother. And so, it, Scripture tells us that um, even though they were blood-related to Jesus, they still had to believe in Him for eternal life. Now, earthly relationships are not perfect, are they? Do you have a sister or brother you'd like to kill sometimes? Eloise, good for her. She, she doesn't want to kill any of them. But they're not perfect. In fact, if you go to the Proverbs, you will find lots of dynamics. Why, why is it so hard sometimes to, to have brothers and sisters and your relationships aren't perfect? Or even moms and dads. Because they really know us, right? So I can fool you. I can come here and, and, and love you. Now, I hope that I am a loving person, but because what Abraham Lincoln said, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but not all the people all the time. Eventually, you would get to see, okay, this is the real Rob. Not the Rob on Sunday morning, but this is the real guy. Well, families kind of know us, and, and and we are probably more hurtful to our family than any other group of people. Uh, why that is, I don't know, but but we do. And we get hurt by our families. Here are some Proverbs that just describe some of our imperfect uh, world in our relationships. Proverbs 11.22, you've got to love this. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. Uh, yeah, that's a funny one. Uh, how about the next one? An excellent wife is a crown of her husband, but a disgraceful woman is like cancer in his bones. You know, your relationship and uh, disrespecting, you know, and just uh, a man disrespecting his wife. How about the next one? A wise woman builds her house, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Have you ever seen that happen? I have. I have seen women tear down their family, their children. Um, It is amazing. And, and Mike, you, you might have to deal with this on a daily basis, dealing with 5th graders or 8th graders. Do you, do you teach 8th graders? 8th graders. Parents out there today are so disrespectful to their children. They call them names. They cuss at their children. They swear at their children. There's so much, dis- so much dysfunction out there. And and we have the ability to build up our family or to tear our family down with our mouth. Now Proverbs nineteen thirteen says this: A foolish man, I mean, a foolish son is ruined to his father, and a wife's quarreling is like the continual dripping of rain. How about the next one? A brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city. city. Man, you you do your brother over, and it's it's tough. That that family hurt runs deep. Are you with me on this? And the last one is this out of Proverbs. It is oh no, maybe oh yeah, it is better. It is better to live in a corner of the housetop than a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. Is any okay? Stella's the only one that's like laughing and grinning with that. So I'm glad. For me to smile and grin, I don't know, my wife is back there, she's looking at me. No, but, so family relationships matter, they're important, and unfortunately they're really dysfunctional at times. How strong they are depends on how connected you are. Keeping in mind that sin brought into a family really destroys a family. How strong earthly relationships are depends on how connected they are. Now, I'm really glad for technology today because my, my girls and, and my sons, I'll call them my sons, they're scattered. You know, I got one in Nashville, I got two in Nashville, two in, in Albuquerque, and, and two in, in Surprise, Arizona. But because of the phone, we stay connected. We talk to each other every single day. What a blessing that has become. Now, Let's go back to the text because Jesus is going to pull a fast one on us. He says, remember, he answered them with a question. Who are my brothers? Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about those who sat around him, he said, here. Now, Jesus is now pointing at his disciples. He's pointing at the, the crowd that's gathered around him. Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. Jesus goes from earthly relationships, and here's the next fill in the blank, heavenly relationships. Heavenly relationships. Luke says it this way, those, those who do the will of God are my brothers and sisters. In fact, um, there's another passage that tells us that we have this chance to be the brothers and sisters. In fact, it says in John 1 this, But to all who did receive him, that's Jesus, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. That we are born into a family and we are adopted. Galatians tells us the same thing, that we are adopted into this family, now, heavenly family, if you want to use it that way. And so here's the third fill-in-the-blank. Heavenly relationships on earth. Now, Jesus is talking about the church. Even though it's, it's pre-resurrection, the basis of our relationship is being in Christ. And because of our connectedness to Jesus, suddenly i 'm connected to you you're connected to me i'm connected to you, even though i've just met you this morning because suddenly you're connected to Heather and Heather is a part of our family here right and so we're going to be a family, but the question is, are we going to be a dysfunctional family like the rest of the world? Are we going to be a healthy family well that that is the huge and and what makes us a family is. Jesus, earlier we said that the definition of a relationship is the state of being connected. I'm going to teach you a new word. It's from a Latin word. It's, it's actually almost fun to say, propinquity. Can you say that? Propinquity. Now, have you have ever used or heard that word before? Okay. Pat, yeah, you want to take a shot at what it means? <laughs> never mind, <laughs> it's already on the board, propinquity, Lawrence is ready now, is this. It means nearness. It's the state of being close to someone or something. The strength of our church family is directly related to our personal connectivity. If I never get to know Chris, our relationship is just going to be almost like the wind can come and blow it away. Unless we do life together, do a little bit together. Maybe go have dinner together, go have a Coke together, go do. I come over to Bob's house and he's going to help me because Bob is really talented on everything, isn't he, Jada? He is just like a whiz on, on stuff. And and so it's like, okay, uh, we're connected. Tammy, we're having a meeting after church today and i'm announcing it right now after church today we're going to have a all you guys and ladies that want to do some construction work and crawl underneath the house or do that we are really are going to focus and get a meeting done because we have to get tammy's mobile home skirted before it gets any colder on tuesday it's going to be 32 degrees you can imagine how cold that house is going to be we got to get it done and uh, our schedules are just so busy we're going to have a come to Jesus meeting right after church and figure out what day we're going to be able to go and be a brother or sister to our brother or, or, or our sister you know JC and Tammy and Daisy and it's going to be based on our nearness our propinquity that we're, in, we're, we're staying connected because as long as we stay connected, our church will become strong. And that's what this is about. Jesus gave the church to us as a gift because our families aren't perfect and they do get scattered. I'm closer to usually my church family than I am my regular family. Not because I don't love them, but I don't do life with them. I, they they live hundreds and hundreds of miles away i i don't see my my brothers or sisters but every few years and then what is it for a few hours and we share a meal and then we go our separate ways because and and either i can go oh i have to live next to my family and that's impossible in this world today it's just nearly impo- impossible unless you're independently wealthy and you can buy your children homes and have them all live and so god's given us this other thing that jesus look what he says he points at everybody around him and goes this is my mother this is my brother this is anybody who is connected to me is my family and so here are the elements of a family interdependence that that we rely upon one another and I, i've mentioned it before but truthfully, who would you call at 3 o'clock in the morning if your pipe burst and you had no family? You don't have a son nearby. Who would you call? Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? Praise God. Praise God that we sleep, or at least we sleep with our phones on next to the nightstand because you're valuable you're my brother you're my sister we we are going to be interdependent upon one another um w- bob and i were talking about oh i bought a house sprayer uh to paint my house in paradise california and um i lent it out And then from there, it went to somebody else's house and painted their house. And then from that house, it went to another house and painted somebody else's house. And then from that house, it went to another house. And finally, somebody said, Rob, can I borrow your painter? I'm like, I have no idea where it's at. (laughs) It's somewhere within the family. Make a few phone calls. And sure enough, they've called a number of people. Hey, do you have Rob's prayer? Because I need it. That's being dependent upon one another. God gave us as a gift to one another. And, and we have a common purpose. Our common purpose is we love Jesus and we're growing up. Some of us are more mature and they're a little up the road from us. And there are some people behind us that are, are a little less mature. But we're all on the same path, aren't we, to maturity, of becoming more and more like Jesus our our common purpose is to be salt and light in this world and to be able to love in truth, not the love of the 1960s where all we do is sing kumbaya and tell everybody that they're great and everybody gets an award at the end of the day. Sometimes truth means confronting. Sometimes truth says you're not thinking right. You shouldn't go do that. You know, uh, you, you no, don't, 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 you know, and I'm trying to think of a scenario in the top of my head, but it's out of love. We have a common purpose, and that is to be the body of Christ to people that need to find truth. The third is maturity. We kind of mentioned it that iron sharpens iron. You don't sharpen iron with plastic, do you, Lawrence? It just doesn't sharpen. No, it destroys the plastic. You have to have iron sharpening iron. And that's what happens when two men get together and read a book together or or have uh, a a mentoring session and we mature one another. Because is there anyone in here that knows everything? Can we all be learners? Can we all be? You know the word disciple means learner. That's all it means. Being a disciple of Christ means you're a follower or a learner of Christ. Nobody has arrived in the fullness. Now, then, the good news is it says that when we die, or when Jesus comes back in the twinkling of an eye, we're going to be transformed into the very likeness of Christ. That our little brain that maybe works at 5, 10%, and in my case, 2%, you know, I'm like half and half. 2% is all I got. Suddenly, God's going to do something in my body, in my brain, and I'm going to know things that I forgot a long time ago. And I'm going to be more mature. And elements of a family, I don't know, are, are, are you dependable in your own family? Are you dependable to go to work? Are you a bit dependable to be kind? Are you dependable to be able to be counted on? that That's dependability. I can count on you that's what a family does and jesus again says this is my family right here because i depend on him how did jesus make a living when he went into ministry he didn't make a living paul we know you know sewed some tents together and he was a tent maker by trade and he'd go to a new town and he'd start a job but jesus was dependent on other people we depend on one another, don't we? We de- depend on the heavens to come and, and, and bring us some goodies that are full of fat and sugar, right? We, we depend on, on Bob uh, setting up the, the sound. We depend on somebody that after church to fold all these chairs and put them in, in my trailer. We depend on one another because that's what makes us a family. And then we support one another. When our friend is childless and wants to get pregnant, she puts it on a prayer card and guess what? Found out today that the prayer that we prayed was answered and now she's pregnant. Uh, Yeah, we support one another, sometimes financially, sometimes by just through prayer that we support one another. Is it easier going into battle knowing that you have no backup? Or is it easier going into battle knowing somebody's got your back? Support means we've got each other's back. We've got each other's back. And nurture. Nurture's a tough one, isn't it? How do we nurture our own children? Positive, encouraging words. We nurture them. We we congratulate them. If they don't get the job promotion, we, we come and we... We put our arm around them and say, God will have another door to go through. Or if your court doesn't go the way you wanted it to, you come alongside and you nurture them. and you, Because that's, that, that's crushing, isn't it? Somebody, the world is out to get you and, and you, sometimes you're fragile. And you just need to know somebody's there that's kind of supporting you and nurturing you. And the last one is time. We spend time together. That is the last element of a family. When a family doesn't spend time together, are they much of a family? When you don't have meals together and every kid is on their own schedule and own agenda, it, it, it isn't very pretty, is it? Can I, can I use Matt and Gina for a second? Let me, let me show you. Can I, can I use you for a second? I asked their permission, not yours. Yeah. <laughs> Come here for a second. Let's hold hands. We're together and we're spending time together. and We're dependent on one another, but notice how we're facing. We're facing each other. Now, turn around. Now, hold hands. (laughs) You laugh, but this is the way most families live today. Children are outside focused dad's focused on a career mom's focused on something else or her own career and this is how the family operates are they are they a family yeah they're holding hands are they together yeah technically together but are they really together and then they wonder why their kids go off and thank you they wonder why they're not connected and then Mom and dad get divorced because they realize that they have nothing in common anymore because they've drifted apart because the only thing that was holding them together were the children. This is real life, folks. This is real life. And Jesus comes along and says, yeah, we have earthly families. And he, he doesn't deny that. But then he goes on and he says, but this is the real family. This, this is, the, and real doesn't mean that we pit the family against the church family. I'm just saying that your kids are going to grow up and leave you. Your kids are going to go and, and be their own independent. That's the, the marriage ceremony. When I took my daughter's hands and I placed it in the hand of the man and I said, you're now responsible for her. You make sure that she eats, has a place to sleep, and you take care of her because I've released her. My authority over my daughters ended when I handed her off to a man. And they're going to be doing the life. You know, I I haven't told this to Tammy, but I wouldn't be surprised if if I have a daughter that moves to China. Because her husband spent two summers in China and he, he went to school to be a missionary and he can speak some sort of Chinese am i going to boo hoo or am i going to say praise god people are going to be saved in the kingdom of god because of my daughter and i will get to spend eternity with my daughter but right now god has given me you to do life with and you're a blessing proverbs 18:24 says this a man of many companions may come to ruin But there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I think he was talking about Jesus. (laughs) That when we have Jesus and we're connected to one another, we have a whole family to depend on. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the joy of, of having a family here in Las Cruces. And that we continue to grow. and connectedness to one another and i thank you that you love us that you you gave us that example through you jesus when you pointed to your disciples and you re to us what connects us what really makes us as a family is the blood of you and i thank you for that continue to grow us up continue to expand our little church continue to bless it father and may we continue to reflect your glory by the way we love one another. It's in your precious name that we pray, amen.